good evening, everybody. Um, it's nice to be on the podcast for uh, TMA. Um, I'm with the pitch, and uh, we're we're talking any, anything and everything about the game on Sunday regarding uh, the Arsenal away. Be nice to have your opinions and what your thoughts are. Please fire away. There you go. Brilliant intro. That's miles better than what I can do, mate. So um, you're doing it next time. All right, buddy. I don't mind. <laughs> right. Okay. We're trying to get Callie on as well. Hello, Callie. You're all right, mate. Sorry about the late notice. I've been absolutely hectic at, um, at home, mate. But um, yeah, he's connected to audio. Who is that man from up that north bit? Yeah, up that north northern, bit. He's emigrated up there somehow. <laughs> he's got Kelly Woods on. Evening, Kelly. James is on as well. So um, right, just to get. Yeah, hello, Kelly. You're all right, mate. Good evening. Yeah, he's going to sort out. I'll let him sort it out. To be fair, I was supposed to remind him at six o'clock. So apologies about the audio with Kelly. It's not not his fault. It's my fault for not reminding him. But right, okay. So Kelly's Kelly's getting ready now. Right. What is um what is going on with uh with Sunday? Um, shall we say this is pro probably the worst um version of the question I can ask. But how do you think this is going to play out? Well, there's two scenarios, isn't there? The first scenario is that we must get a result either way against the Arsenal. And uh, the second scenario is we'll be playing championship football next season. And um, either way, whatever happens, we need to uh, adapt. I mean, a lot a lot of people have cons conceded that we're going to go down. Yeah. I, to be honest with you, don't think what they like, but I won't give up to the fat lady sing so at the end of the day we we have a function to keep loyal to our football club and we will do everything we can to keep us up if we yeah. lose on Sunday and we go down so be it we're in the championship but we must take the fight to the Arsenal and you know do our bit and yeah. um, that goes without saying um, we, we owe it to the fans the fans deserve better um, we've we've said all the way along that um, you know the fans are fantastic. I've I've had some wonderful um, rapport over the last few weeks during the pandemic from people yeah. who are real diehard Watford fans who have been treated appallingly by the club. They, there's no two ways about it that the fans haven't been treated well at all, and that the hierarchy. The Pozos model, etc. Fantastic at structurally doing the club and the stadia, but when it comes to recruitment and appointing various people as managers, they've been poor in the way they've dealt with them. And also on the recruitment front regarding the uh, transfers. Yeah. And that is my intro, I'm afraid. That's the way I'm going to say it to start with. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty pretty spot on, mate. Uh, we are getting Callie on, so uh, hello, Callie. You're right, mate. Yeah, he's connected to audio now. Yeah, no, I think you're pretty much right, mate. Um, we need to take the game to him, and uh, there's every chance we can stay up. But um, we need to, we need to, we need to go at him. We need to start well. We need to start, you know, with a bit of emphasis. We need to attack him. Um, we can't start like we have done the last five games. Callie, I can hear you uh, loud and proud, mate. Sorry about the late. Um, the late notice, mate, it's been absolutely hectic. Um, 
here in Pidgeland anyway. So <laughs> yeah, that's right, mate. Gonna, I was going to remind you at six, mate. So uh, Charles. Uh, I'm stuck at Asda getting a bottle of Jack. <laughs> uh, it's got to be done, mate. Um, you're ready for your um, disco set at 8.30 as well, mate, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So what have I missed? Well, we're, Ray's just pretty much summed up what um, the fans should really be thinking and, uh, you know, what, what we need to do to, um, you know, to basically set our authority in the game. You know, start well, you know, everyone stay behind the team. It's not over yet. Um, what's your um, general assessment of what do you think is going to go down on Sunday? Um, well, I mean, you know, how I feel. I, I just think it's down to the players, mate. Um, you could get Jose Marino, any of the big managers in charge of Watford. If them players don't show up against Arsenal, then it don't really matter. So it's uh, it's one hundred percent down to the eleven men that go out on that pitch. You know, they've got to they've got to play like their life depends on it. You know, um, but. That's all. That's that's the only thing you can really say. I mean, if the form, the form they've been in at the moment doesn't give you anything to be optimistic no. about. So, you know, if, if we're being totally honest, um, you look at the you look at the three games left. I think um, Bournemouth are at Everton, um, Villa are at West Ham, and we're at Arsenal. Now, if you're if you're neutral, you're going to look at them three games, and if you've got to pick the one game that you think won't win, it'll be the Watford against Arsenal because. On paper, it looks the other two look like they've got an easier job. So mm. you know it is up to the lads. They've, they've got to be right, like you say, mentally they've got to be right. They've got to start right. You know, it's no good, you know, sort of leaving it back in the dressing rooms um, and then performing after half time. They've got to come out of the blocks racing, you know, and they've got to compete from the first minute. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate. Um, obviously, Sir Ray's here as well. Um, your good <laughs> podcast buddy, shall I say? Are <laughs> <laughs> you right, Kelly? You right, mate? How you doing, my old mate? <laughs> he always looks like he's going to fall asleep, mate, right, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Shitty bugger. I'm not the one with about 16 bloody uh, bottles of JD in the background. I, I think you must have a filter, you must have a, a, a filter tube to your blooming arm when you have your, your discos. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's got a little ladybird below that below that picture. All you can see is his neck upwards, can't you? That's why he's got a smile on his face all the time. <laughs> well, I love it. How do you know these things? <laughs> right. Um, great secret, that is. <laughs> oh, net a price, he says, go on, Callie. <laughs> <laughs> go on, Callie. Right, okay, so Glenn, Sam, Andy, Dave, Kevin, uh, Bjorn, Kelly, Stuart. Uh, we've got James, James is on as well from the Watford Way. Just remember, like, share, and subscribe on YouTube for those boys as well. Um, like, like we said before, you, uh, like Ray perfectly summed up before, uh, you're watching TMA Friday Night Live with myself, the Pidge, Sir Ray, and Watford legend Nigel Callahan, um, who's got his disco sat at 8.30 on his personal profile. We will be posting up the link as well. So um, dance the night away, shall we say. Um, and if you've got a bottle of Jack, celebrate... Um, Celebrate the uh, <laughs> disco set with only yeah. only the way Kelly knows how as well. Um, Sam says, evening lads, the Golden Boys really need to pick up their heads. Um, I want to see some fight on Sunday. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think everyone's pretty nervous as well, aren't they? Uh, understandably. I mean, I've not been, I mean, I'm, I'm nervous, but I remember 95, 96, sort of nervous. And uh, that was... That wasn't very fun. I don't remember the uh, relegation battle of, uh, shall we say, 87, 88. So um, I think that's probably advised, uh, probably um, 
you know, I was quite thankful I didn't. But uh, what sort of nerves do you think the uh, boys will be getting into um, Sunday? Do you know, do you know what? Um, I've got to say one thing. Right? One one thing that Watford have got maybe in a favour is, um, you know, you've got two Arsenal sides at Arsenal. One turns up one week and the other one don't. So, yeah. you know, if we catch Arsenal on a day where they don't fancy it, then, you know, like I said, if we come out on all, all cylinders, you know, firing on all cylinders, uh, there's a chance, you know, because Arsenal, are, are, when they're good, they're brilliant. You know, when they don't fancy it, you know, they'll lose to anyone. So, you know, so like you say, you've got to keep your chin up and you've got to, you've got to be optimistic at the moment. Yeah, exactly. I think that's pretty much what you said, Ray, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely spot on, Kelly. Absolutely spot on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I just can I just make a mention to um, I spent two hours with uh, a, a, a guy that you know, Kelly. Uh, do you remember um, Charlie Cawthon, the ticket manager at Watford FC? Up to 1984, he was a ticket manager. I spent the yeah. last two hours with him and um, absolutely amazing guy. And he's got some story to tell, believe me, before he went to Millwall. Um, <laughs> telling me all about it. And um, he's, he, he was saying to me that he reckons that what Deanie said regarding what happened at West Ham, there was a big cover-up and Deanie was trying to, trying to sort of... Uh, cover up all the cracks regarding what happened that night. Um, we've had all sorts of shenanigans about there being a scuffle between Messina and uh, Pearson. We've heard there's been a lock-in, um, that there was an altercation between the Pozos and Pearson, or Gino, probably. Uh, but uh, interesting, I think there'd be a lot of covering up on this, and nobody will ever know what really happened. I would like to see it uncovered, though. I'd like to know the truth. You know what, Ray, though? <clears throat> Some of these players these days, they don't like being shouted at. You know, and um, mm -hmm. I said, Pricey will tell you, you know, we've been in the dressing room and the tea's gone flying when GT's in a, in a rage. And I'm I'm pretty sure Alex Ferguson's had a few of the players up by the throats, you know, like, but back in our day, you accepted that. You know, maybe maybe some of them what for, maybe some of them what for players do need a good kick up the arse at, at half time. Maybe some of them aren't putting it in, you know. And back in the older days of GT, we used to, you used to take that. You didn't go crying to the papers and crying to your agent. Right, exactly. you, you got on with it. You trained harder the next day and you played harder the next game. You know, you just got on with it. I don't see what all this all this nonsense about, oh, he's shouting at me. He, he had a scuffle with me. So so what? You're meant to be probably, men. Probably yeah. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree, mate. Yeah, totally agree. I think, you know, Pearson, regardless if he'd done right or wrong, he's an old, he's more of an old school manager and he, he basically gave him a kick, wanted to give him a kick up the backside and probably quite literally. But, you know, I think words of exchange, obviously they've gone for him or he's gone for them. And uh, the thing is that some of them, like you said, do need a kick up the backside. Of course they do. Of course they did a big, uh, kick up the backside. Look. I've coached uh, young sides, you know, Evergreen and uh, Oxy Jets, and you know, it, it's it's how you deal with people, it's how you talk to people. If you want to get the best results out of people, you treat them with respect and you get the best out of them. You encourage them. I, I don't see a lot of encouragement going on at the moment, and I, I find that really difficult. But when all said and done, there needs to be something set out and 
there's a bit of kick-ass and it's needed, it's got to be done. And yeah. if the owners can't see that, if they can't see it. The problem I see here, folks, Kelly, Pidge, the problem I see is that there's too much interference from the top. The manager has a job, his responsibility to the team. He has team selection. He deals with it accordingly. I've heard various things about, oh, cleverly should have been selected, this, that, and the other. I mean, I've heard this from Charlie today. So he said that because two players weren't selected, uh, Pozo interfered and he kicked a bit of arse about it and he weren't happy. So something to do with selections. And I do believe that directors shouldn't have, yeah, he shouldn't interfere with player and management uh, selections. That's down to the manager himself, not down to the board. It's down to the manager. That's, that's quite right, mate. The, the chairman shouldn't, he shouldn't interfere in that. I mean, like, I mean, come on, let's be honest. So this is the chairman that sacked Flores because he weren't good enough, bought him back and sacked him again. So what's that say about his judgment at the moment? I mean, I, I just think what goes on in that dressing room between the manager and the players is is what happens in a football match. And the chairman wants to have a word with him after the game in private, do it that way. But you know, I've never seen Elton John walk in the dressing room at half time while Taylor's giving us a bollocking, and um, not any other club that I've been at. I've never seen a chairman come in and interfere with the, with a manager. On match days, I think so. You look at it now. The the like the time I was to say old school, but when you were playing, Cali, a manager was a manager. He was allowed. He were left by the owner or the chairman, as it were, to manage the club, to pretty much run the club, and they had the full confidence. You know that relationship between manager and chairman. He had the full confidence, like Elton and GT did. Now. It's a completely new system. It's similar to like, I mean, the Italians have been doing it for years where they've had a president or an owner would buy the players and the coach would coach. They did it under Saki with Milan. You sort of, a lot of people got their first sort of taste of what it, that the sort of the foot, the sort of the ethos of what the Pozzos are doing now around the Saki time when he had all the, like the Dutchman, the flying Dutchman came in and, you know, you had all those players and they've been doing it for years. I mean, we've always had a manager being the manager. Thing is, our, our argument, and you'll probably say this as well, that, you know, how can a central figure that runs the team be responsible for the results, good or bad, if he's not 100% running that team? Can I just, I, I, I want to say one thing, right? We, I'm pretty sure when I played back in the days of GT, uh, every club, I don't think there was any player that was on more money than a manager. I think the manager yeah. was on the top earner. And uh, you'd never go over his head. I mean, like, there's players that are earning more money than the managers these days. Oh, yeah. And, and they're worth more to the club than the manager is. So when they're not happy, they go straight to the chairman. They go, don't go to the manager. They bypass the manager. And yeah. the agent gets involved. He says his player wants away. You know, and, it, and it's just wrong, you know, uh, it never happened. G, like you say, GT won the club um, when he was at Watford. He won everything. Um, and you know, if you went if you went above GT, you went straight to chairman Elton John. I guarantee that would have been the last game of football you'd have played for Watford. And well, anybody who's played yeah. under GT would have told you that. Yeah. That would have been the yeah. last time you ever played, and he would have got rid of you or would have kept you in the reserves. But you wouldn't have played for him again. Yeah, it was the same. Yeah, no, I completely agree, Kelly. Spot on. And it was like the Cluffy thing as well. I mean, that was the same, roughly the same era. They said, um, what would, what did you do when um, when you disagree with Cluffy? He said, you didn't last long. 
because the chairman would say, well, you know, you obviously don't want you, off you go. And like you said, they got manager was a central figure. He got paid more than the players. I mean, now, like you said, I completely agree. They get paid way more than most of the managers, unless you're like a Mourinho or something. But even then, Mourinho's been part of, been thrown under a bus many times. You know, yeah. loving or hating, you know. Well, I mean, like Alex Ferguson, probably the greatest ever Premier League manager there'll ever be. I mean... You know, he got rid of players, Chapstam, Beckham, he got rid of all of them. If they if they got in his way or he thought they were going to be a problem to the team, he shipped them out. He didn't care who he got rid of. And the club never said to him, you can't get rid of him. You know, he, he was in charge and, and look how successful he was. But, they, you yeah. know, they gave him time at Man United. At the moment, managers don't, they don't get more than three or four months. If they, if, if they have a bad one of results, mm. they're out of a job, you know. And, and, and then, uh, like I said, again, it's the manager's fault. It's never the players' fault. Oh, no, of course not. It never is, is it? You know, I, I agree with you. Sorry, Ray, go on. I, I was go, going on and I'd cut you off, mate. No, 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 not at all. Cut is totally spot on. And um, what he's saying is that, and I agree with him, is also going on to that, uh, Beckham. You know, and Beckham had his problems with um, his wife. Um, his wife was trying to take over and dictate to Ferguson what, Beckham should do, and in the end, he said, Fergie turned around and said, well, you need to go, you know, I can't have this at the football club disrupting our team, etc. So he went, simple as that. Now, I think, and, you know, we're going to debate this, and I'll do it on my show as well, and I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. They need to cap the amount of money that players get, Right? And that's not just in the Premier League, that's throughout Europe. So if somebody turns around and throws his toys out the pram and says, look, I'm sorry, but I'm going because you're not paying me enough. If he goes to Europe, the same thing. He has to be on the same amount of money. They need, UFA need to get their fingers out and sort this out before it's too late because there's going to be a lot of clubs that go under. They will find financial problems big time, particularly those that go down. Right, and I'm not talking about just Premier League here. Yeah. I talk about clubs that filter through the football league as well. Now, clubs that need the money. This is something they need to address, and they need to do it quickly before it's too late. Yeah. I don't, do I, just, I, don't, I don't know where the um. See, I, I, if the if the unthinkable happens where we do go down, I mean, I are we going to lose a lot of players or? or what, what's the Italian owners going to do? I don't know. I mean, like, it's it's all been it's just been a, a upside down season this year. Um, I don't think I don't think we've had any leaders on the pitch. We've had no leaders running the club. I think the, the whole thing's been a complete mess. And I tell you what, and I'll go back to the start of the season, mate. We never recovered from that hammering we got against Man City in the cup final. Uh, I, I said it. I said it there and then when we started. We haven't got over that thrashing yet. And mentally, that can score you as a player, you know, to get beat by that much and that comprehensively in the cup final, that can leave marks on players, you know, in confidence-wise and stuff like that. And I seriously don't think we got over that. No, no I, think, I think you're right. I mean, you look at the teams that have gone into the playoffs and then the second season, they struggle. You get a lot of that as well. Yeah, 
especially in the championship Absolutely. as well. Right, plenty of comments, guys. Um, thank you. you can keep uh, bringing them, uh, keep um, putting them in. They're absolutely amazing. Kelly's saying if we had uh, gone to uh, Elton John, he would have told you to yeah to f off um, to to, to and stop being a twat. Um, Kelly, so he's basically agreeing with you guys. Um, Talking to GT and Elton is making me feel nostalgic. Yeah, no, no worries. I mean, Sonia said um, hello to all of us as well. So hello, Sonia. Our oh, owners, need, yeah, our owners need uh, need replacing at some point, I think. Because I mean, there was rumours. I know um, Moob said on Sunday that there was uh, rumours. Obviously, start of the season that they were looking to sell. So you don't know. I mean, I'm not saying necessarily boot them out, but I certainly have Giraldi out. You know my opinion on Giraldi. Yeah, um, they should be paid by performance. That's from Kelly. Um, Kevin said, regarding the Pozzos, better the devil you know. Um, and also, we need to pay Queena and Pedro Sunday with Sar too. We said this as well, and I said this... Um, How many weeks have we said this? Yeah, How we said weeks? that, you know, take take Dini out. I would play, play Welbeck up front, um, Pedro on the left and Sar on the right, and let's have, let's have a go at yeah. them because, you know, even if, if Villa win... We need to score more goals than them, so we need. You know, it's a t it's a double edged sword because if we go too gun ho and they lose, we don't want to concede as many goals as them, obviously, because they've scored more goals. Uh, or, you know, if they win, we've got to score more goals. It's ah, oh, it's the scenarios. There's so many scenarios. Isn't it? Um, what's your view? Would you stick or would you twist, Kelly, in terms of uh, the forward line? Well, I definitely play well back up front. Um, you know. It Going back to Arsenal, we don't want to prove a point. Um, but we've got to have pace up front. And, uh, you know, at the moment, Troy's up there on his own. He's just flicking balls on. We ain't getting nothing out, out of it. Um, and, you know, you've got to have pace up front, whatever happens. So uh, with Sarah and Welbeck, you've got a bit of pace up there, haven't you? Um, and like I said, you know, they've got to change it. They've been playing the same way for the last few games and, and it's not working. So uh, they've, they've got to go and get out and... Yeah, Ray, what do you reckon, mate? It's, it's spot on as usual because he knows his, his knowledge of football is amazing and yeah. uh, that's because he's, he's, he's been there, done it, worn a T-shirt and because he's been part of our club, he knows what's expected from what football club. And the thing is, um, I would agree to the point where, yes, they've got to play well a bit up front. He's quick and he can do some damage. And against the Arsenal, he wanted to prove something. Definitely. I certainly play Pedro, right, and Zar in a free roll. And I tighten the midfield. Most definitely tighten the midfield up. I think what we saw against Man City is, as, as Kelly said to me last week, it was like men against boys and there was no spine in the team. It's totally spot on with that. You need to have a midfield that dictates play. It runs it. You know, if it loses the ball, win it back. There was nothing there in midfield. They were, they were just running through us. Yes, I know Man City were a very good side, but we need to stop that now. This is our time. This is our game to prove that we're good enough to stay up. There's players there. They know they're good enough, but will they come to the will they come to the uh, play tonight uh, on Sunday? They need to be ready and they need to deal with it and fight for every ball. Because I didn't see any fight in the last performances other than the Newcastle second half. And that's yeah. a disappointment for any Watford team. 
Yeah, I've got um, Sam Howes. He's posted a couple of times. Sam, I do apologise, mate. He has posted a couple of times so he can read it out. It says, as someone from a younger generation of Hornets, I've only seen us battle our way to promotion. Well, good on you, mate. That's all I can say. Uh, never seen us relegated. Finding it hard to deal with, to be honest. Can't believe I'm going by VAR a bit. Yeah, right. This is the thing. You know, I can understand people's opinion on the fact that, you know, we clearly have not been good enough. Like you said, we haven't recovered from the FA Cup final defeat as well that's kind of like the nightmare throughout the season that's yeah. we haven't really started but you look at you look at this you look at it from that side as well with the VIR side we've had at least eight or nine points didn't taken off of us and as well at least two of those games the referees have admitted they've got it wrong so I don't want to keep looking for excuses but it, you kind yeah. of feel cheated in a way I know every club's gone through it but you do feel cheated as well with this VAR I mean, the one thing I would say, if, and I hopefully we don't get relegated, but one thing if we don't, if we do get relegated, at least we'd have to put up with VAR next season. Where is that? The thing is, uh, Peach, I mean, I, facts and figures don't lie. You know, you can go on about VAR and everything. Um, the, the bottom three sides are in the bottom three because that's the way they've been playing all season. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, if you're that good a side and that unlucky, you'd still be mid-table. Yeah, fair um, enough, fair point. I just think, like they, you know, they at the moment, you know, no, nobody, in, nobody in the whole country thought Watford were going to beat Man City, and no. I think not even Watford thought they were going to beat Man City before they went out of that dressing room. Um, no. And like I said, you know, if he hadn't made any changes, if he'd have left, if he'd have put his strongest side out, you know, took a few players off and bring on Marred, and you know, that could have been seven 0 the other night. No, oh, God, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, and. So you, but how is it? How is it? Our players lose by that amount of goals every time we play against Man City, and yet you can see other sides go to Man City and give them a game that aren't probably as as good as Watford's talented wise, you know. So again, it's down to the players, I think. You know, yeah. mentality, and you know, I, I don't think any of them thought they were going to win that game before they went out for the match. Do you know what? As well, and I said, sorry, but I'll get you one, mate, because I'm doing it on. Taking over here. I'll just say I'll just throw out a couple of comments as well because I'm loads of people flooding in with them. We've got the Villa goal line technology mistake was damaging. We've got uh, Ke- uh, we'll especially against Sheffield United. Um, Kevin Lewell, Sam. I've um, I've seen so much <laughs> so much shit in my lifetime. This season is a wall a walk in the park. Uh, John's on as well. Evening, John and Zach and Gary. Um, but yeah, I've was um, well. I've got lost me train of thought now for once. Um, but I've always I've always said that I hate this word free hit i mean i know people say don't get too upset when we lose to man city and liverpools but when yeah. you go at the teams like liverpool we won three nil when we had a go at them and like you said the players attitudes players attitudes were spot on then and we beat them three nil i know we don't want to hark too much about that game because it's so much so many people go on about that and we seem to make a yardstick for that game but a lot of sides, every time we play a big side, you see on all the forums, oh, don't worry, it's a free hit. This, Don't worry about this game. This is not, you know, we're not going to win this game. And like like you said, the players obviously had that mindset where they sort of said, oh, well, we'll probably lose. Let's go out and just walk on the pitch. And it just, did, when, it, when you watch that game, it just didn't look, I'm not saying they didn't care, but it, the way, the body language of some of those players, it looked like they didn't. You know, do you know what? You, you, if you go back to Burnley, you're the only side that have held Liverpool, and they um, they ended their run the other day, um, largely due to the keeper had a brilliant game. But you look at a guy that's in charge at Burnley, which we sat at Watford, right? Yeah. They ain't got superstars at that that club. I tell you what, they have got 
They've got organisation, they play as a team, they all know what their jobs are in the team, and they play as a unit, and they stick together as a yeah. unit. And that's why Burnley get results. Not because they're brilliant, they ain't got outstanding players, not, no. many, not anyone better than Watford's got, but he's got them playing as a unit, he's got them playing as a team. Any person that goes out of that side, the next person comes in, and he knows what he's doing. And that was exactly how we was at Watford. And I go back to like, you know, we used to have, we come in on a Friday morning for training and there'd be the full team kit hanging out. And we'd be having a full scale practice match Friday morning against the reserves. And I, you know, Pricey would be kicking lumps out of me. And I, but Taylor said, well, if one of you gets injured, it don't matter, I'll put the reserve in. Because yeah. he knew that whoever came in from the reserves would be able to do the job in the first team because we all played as a unit. And I, yeah. I think that's, that's what we've lacked this year, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, go on, Ray. You go. You go, mate. Sorry. Yeah, he's, he's got it to, to a T because back in the day, they used to play as a unit and everyone knew their jobs. It seems this year it's all a bit up in the air and nobody knows what they're doing. There's been changes. And the, the bottom line is they get far too much money, mate. I'm sorry, but they do. And you get an injury and somebody comes in and they don't, up the tempo. Where is a dominant player in midfield to be actually hold the ball, spread the ball about, and make things happen up front? Yeah. We haven't got a dynamo in there. Hughes is doing his best, but you need somebody to compliment him. And the Coro's had an up and down season. You can you can go throughout the whole team. They're getting paid so much money, ridiculous money, mate. mate and uh, you know. It's it's just not good enough, and you've got to be accountable in every every single department: defence, midfield, and attack. You know they all have responsibilities, and if they don't show that, then that's the difference between success and failure. We're just not doing it. And Bournemouth showed at Man City what they can do. That's the other one. You know, Bournemouth might may well go down, which I think they will. But my God, did they put a fight up at Manchester City? Yeah, because yeah, they had to go at them. Precisely. There, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, the thing is, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I've said this for the last three years since I've been doing the podcast. The last say about the free hit nonsense. I hate that word. And I said to think, we've got to just go at them with the attitude of we, we press these sides. And it's everyone has said it. Once you press one of these really good sides, they panic. They press the panic button because they don't expect you to do that. They expect you to sit back and let them absorb the pressure. And, um, you know, like Liverpool peg you back very quickly. Man City do it in a sort of passing through triangles kind of way. And um, people went on about, like you said, you guys said, like Kelly and like Ray said as well, you know, Dice is organised. People say, oh, it's anti-football, but I'd rather have an this anti-football nonsense and be mid-table and safe, like Chris Wilder as well. People say, well, I'm not sure about Chris Wilder. Well, um, I kind of, I, I certainly would swap the uh, league positions at the moment with, our, you know, um, if you compare their brand of football to ours, uh, I, I'd love I've loved Dicey back. I don't care. I love, at this point in time, I'd wor worship Dicey, you know, the way we're going. And, um, didn't they say the same thing about Graham Taylor? <laughs> yeah, 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 they said about the anti-football, but he played it, yeah. I mean, they compared it with a Bassett style, but Taylor played it with a bit more finesse. We we close people down, all right? If you, if you know it's Liverpool or Man City, all right, as soon as they lose the ball, they close players down straight away. That's yeah. a yeah. 
can we get the ball back? That's the first reaction. And, and you watch them. And what they do is like, when they lose the ball in the, in the opponent's half, they close them down and they pin them in in their half. And, you know, that's that's what we don't do enough of, you know. We, we, that's all we've done at Watford, you know. Uh, the centre forwards were told to cut the ball, ball back to the keeper. The wingers were told to close up. Hem them in, so the least they can do is give us a throw in, you know. And, and we yeah. we started fifty yards further up the pitch, you know. Now now we're in their half and we're playing football in their half, not in our half. Um, you know, and like I said, the, the two teams that have been successful, like Liverpool, Man City, you've only got to watch them and see how quick they close players down. Yeah, well, look at the Barcelona effect. They were showing you what um, a lot of people say. Oh, Arsenal back say ten years ago played a similar sort of game than to um, Barcelona, but we said, hang on a moment, the difference, the main difference between the way both teams play football is when you see, they showed you the timer, how quickly, like you said, how quickly these teams win the ball back. They were playing, they were, they showed you a timer when Arsenal lost the ball to the time they won it back. And when Barcelona players lost the ball and won it back, and it was literally about two seconds. A lot of the time it was average two to three seconds Barcelona took eight to nine seconds it was Arsenal and they said that's the difference between Barcelona winning all their leagues and Champions Leagues to Arsenal not win, to, struggling to win anything and at best winning the FA Cup Yeah well you see Guardiola's just he's drilled that into his city side as well you know uh, uh, I, I think personally I think he's the best coach in the world at the moment Yeah, uh, I've got a lot of admiration for Klopp I think he's a great manager as well but Guardiola's been and done it in three different leagues, and he, you know, he's quality. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think Klopp's a very close second. What he done with Dortmund took him from took him yeah. from pretty much nowhere as well. But yeah, I agree. Um, Guardiola is definitely the best coach in the world at the moment. Uh, Ten years ago, it was Mourinho, but um, Guardiola definitely is uh, definitely the best coach in the world. But um, it's Peach, right? You, yeah. you can see the Man City play and Liverpool. They love playing for the the boss. They love playing for the for the team, you know, they're enjoying it, you know, and uh, I don't see that on, on the Watford face. I know it's hard when you're down the bottom um, and, you, you know, it's, it's not, I've, I've been down there once with, when I was with Villa, but, you know, there is pressure on you when you're down the bottom, but you've still got to try and enjoy the game, you know, and uh, especially when you're getting about 50 grand a week. <laughs> I, think I, I think I might have enjoyed it a bit more. Uh, Kelly for manager, half-time disco, that's from Kelly. So um, you're, you're in the frame already. They'd be, they'd be drunk by the time they got out for the second half. <laughs> I'd be JD and Coke rather than uh, just Coke, imagine, wouldn't it? They might play better then. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. Go on, you go, mate. Callie, have you got your boots ready, mate? Yeah, I've just got to lose about five stone. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, do you know what, Ray? I'd love to play on them pitches they play on today. They're like billiards tables, aren't they? Um, and the balls, uh, you know... I, I probably could ping a ball further than further than half of them, like off one step. But yeah, I mean, they've got great. I mean, as a footballer, you've got so many things in your favour these days. Like the training facilities, the pitches you play on, everything's done for you. I mean, I they shouldn't they shouldn't go out onto that pitch with a single worry in their heads. You know, the no, agent no. and they should just be going out there, looking forward to every single match and thinking, what a great life I've got. What. Yeah. I've got. People paying money to watch me. I'm doing one of the best jobs in the world. They should be going out instead of instead of them. Some of them are moaning about things, and you know, and uh, I can't see what you got to moan about when you're a footballer these days. Yeah, you're working in. Uh, I mean, Ray, when he does his, I mean, I know you appreciate it, like we've just heard a bit, but you know, 
you get Ray work doing his doing his all his charity work and you know working at the hospices and whatnot. There's me me doing my healthcare assistant job and there's a lot of people in supermarkets and everything and dealing with whatever is happening now. And you sort of think you know like you said you shouldn't have a care in the world. You know if they thought yeah. um, what every, all the fans are doing in terms of work and struggles, you sort of think you've got it so easy, little guys. You know why are you worrying? You've got everything on your plate. We would kill to be that position. Can I, can, I make, can I make a comment then? Sorry. Um, what Caddy said is absolutely spot on. Look, yeah. it's like playing a billiard table now on, on the pitches we have now all year round. The pitches have been kept really, really well. When you remember going back to when Caddy was playing, um, the pitches were so poor at times. Oh, God, yeah. And you'd have a brown furrow through the middle of the pitch at Watford, right? And there was mud patches in the penalty areas and stuff like that. And how how the guys with their skill factor could actually keep up with it, I don't know. But I'll tell you what, if the guys today tried to play in pitches like that now, right, they wouldn't be able to cope with it. They would not cope with no it. No chance. Seriously. I, I remember the mid-90s one. I mean, I know the 80s were bad. I remember the mid-90s one uh, at home to Burnley when Baisley scored his goal. Um, Oh, what a mud bath that was. Jesus Christ. I mean, they would... Imagine them trying to play on that pitch. Yeah. It's testament to the ground now that the pitches are so good. But, you know, and what were the players in the 80s done on pitches like they are today? It proves they how good the players that. were, Ray, you know, including the likes of Cali. Not just saying it because he's on, on the pod. It just proves how good no, players no. like Cali were because uh, they managed to play... That well on those dodgy pitches. Yeah, exactly. And George remember, Best as well. Then I, remember George the state, Best. I remember the state of that pitch in Notts County when I got that goal. We won. Oh. I mean, like, do you see the state of that pitch? Oh, Jesus. I was there, I was there that day. I was there and that then, of day. Of course, um, I left Road to play another really good ground, baseball ground. <laughs> and so I had grass down the sides of it, and the rest of it was mud. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, so I mean, like, so the, the, you know, they should. I know, you know, they're probably, they're probably worried about, yeah, we go down and all this type. But those, you know, they get given cars these days. <laughs> what car do you want? Take your pick. Um, they got a flash car. Go training in. They, they go training. Everything gets put out for them. They should be. They should be looking forward to each game they play all the time and not. You know, they shouldn't be worrying about things. But they look like they've got the whole world on the shoulders at the moment. The thing is, though, you haven't got. I think it's the um, the old age thing about the local lads as well. I mean, the local lads, it was a dream. It was like their dream because they'd be used to be in the terraces or the stands, as it were. Now, and you know, getting on that pitch is meant everything to them. You haven't got that much anymore, especially at Watford, where where we were renowned, including yourself, with a uh, blood in very talented um, youngsters. Yeah, I mean, like you say, you're talking about youngsters coming through, but uh, again, um, you know, in the Premier League, how many youngins you see coming through into yeah. the first team? You know, Chelsea, Frank Lampard's done well. He's bought a few youngins, Mason Mount, all them lot. Um, and, you know, uh, Klopp's done it with a few of the lads at Liverpool. But I, I don't think um, I don't think it's enough emphasis on bringing youth, uh, bringing the young lads through now um, because... Again, simply because the, the chairman, they want success. And, um, you know, if we haven't got players good enough, we'll get the checkbook out, we'll try and buy success. So, 
You know, whereas That's back I mean. in the day, you know, I was just mentioning how many players Tom Wally brought through that youth team. Um, oh, not, not just, frightening. Not just at Watford. These players all got careers out of football. You know, Malcolm Allen, Tim Sherwood, um, myself, John Barnes, Kenny Jacket, Steve. You know, yeah. the list is endless, mate. Gary Porter. The, just all them players came through the youth team. And not, yeah, only did they, not only did they get a career out of it, they also made money for Watford because coming through the youth team, they haven't cost Watford anything. So... When they ask Frenchy sold players, that's profit, you know, and yeah. um, you're not getting that these days. Yeah. Oh, uh, Kelly's just said, oh, no, don't buy success. Um, yeah, that's probably good. Kevin Lurwell said, um, Kelly, remember the frozen pitch versus Chelsea? It was only played because it was on telly. Cool. He's got a better memory than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you know, do you know what I do remember? Um, and it, not a lot of people know this. We used to... Um, put corks in our studs. So instead of nylon studs, we used to change our studs for corks. Really? Um, and when, when you play on these hard pitches, and what they've done was the referee came in 10 minutes before the match to check your studs. And um, we'd have all these corks in our um, in our football boots. So then when the referee went out, we'd get a hacksaw and we'd cut, cut a little bit off the ends of it. And all you'd have is three nails sticking through. <laughs> so the three nails used to grip onto the ice better. Of course, <laughs> If you tackle someone, I only knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah, it must be a little bit, um, little bit sore the leg after. I think. Um, yeah. Right, we've got to go very shortly, but um, just before we do, Ray, absolute mate, I'll let you have the final word in a minute, mate. But Callie, um, absolute legend, mate, as always. Thank you ever so much as well. Um, and you're like I said, we said before, you're on at eight thirty tonight. Yeah. Um, if people have not, I don't know where they've been, but if they've not watched it already. What is it about, and uh, how, and yeah, just generally, how do we how do we access your um, disco set? Well, it's, uh, basically, it's, it's just 60s, 70s, 80s, Tamil Motown, ska, uh, bit of rock and roll, you know, plenty of Elton songs. <laughs> um, <laughs> on top of that, it's, it's a good little social hub. Everybody gets to know new friends on there, um, and you know, it's, a lot of it is Derby and Watford. Uh, but, you know, we have a laugh, you know, it's a friendly site. We have a few drinks. Um, I take requests. So if you, sometimes I think you might have to send me a friend's request if you want to be able to send messages and, and get onto it. But, um, yeah, send me a friend's request. And once I confirm that, um, you can actually get on there and say hello to anybody you might see on there. Or you can ask for records. Um, it's just a bit of fun, you know, and it's got bigger and bigger. Every, every week that we've done it, it's just got bigger and bigger. So, um, I appreciate everyone that's come on there and I look forward to it. It's good laugh. Right, guys. Um, yeah, no, fantastic, Kelly. We will be posting up another link uh, to, the, to the set. So obviously, just if you want to comment, uh, if you're already on his friends list, you need to click the profile and it will go onto the profile. Don't comment on the actual shared link that I send you. You have to actually click on the profile and obviously send him a friend request. But um, Ray, you've done a very, very good podcast today. Obviously, as always, mate, it's well received. But you're on um, you're on tomorrow, I believe. Am I? Yeah, I love <laughs> oh, you, you probably spent, I think, I believe you said you were on. You were on, um, yes, I mean, you probably, no doubt it'll be on tomorrow. I might be doing the news, I might do a news feed. I normally do a news feed. So I'll be doing that the last couple of days and uh, just seeing us, seeing how people are basically and um, what they're doing and what's out there. Um, basically, get an opinion and then that's important. People, there's a lot of people isolated out there, so they need to be. That they need to have a voice 
and they need to know that people care. That's important, I think. And what Callie's doing, and I'm going to mention this because I think, yeah. Callie, what you're doing is an amazing job because I, even when I'm knackered and I'm sort of half leg up in the air and one down, I still will watch shows. And sometimes I fall asleep for 15 minutes and I wake up. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, look, there's a request on them. We have a bit of fun. And there's this catcher on there. She, there's some amazing people that I've yeah. met and I've, I've obviously not met, but I've got on Facebook now who are absolutely amazing people who dedicate themselves to the cause. And he's doing an absolutely extremely good show. And because this pandemic, believe me, look, you know, he could be out in Corfu somewhere earning money, but because he hasn't able to do that, He's doing an exceptionally good show, and it's priceless what he does, as is all the key workers out there doing a the job. He is doing an extremely amazing job, and I thank you for that. And it's helped me, it's helped my wife, it's helped everybody in the community, where we are, where we live, Derby, all around the Midlands, all around the world. There's people in Australia that watch it and various other places. Thank you, Kelly, for all you do. Cheers, I really appreciate that, mate. Oh, you're going to make me cry now. <laughs> Cheers, mate. I, I really do appreciate that. And like you said, it, it has been good because, uh, like I said, there's people that have made friends on there that probably haven't seen each other before, but uh, I'm sure after all this is finished and we're allowed to travel about and don't go about our jobs as normal, um, we'll all meet up at some stage. But, um, yeah, appreciate I'm coming it, mate. up, mate. I'm coming up to yours, mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I'll bring you so. Serene. I'm coming <laughs> up with Serene. Yeah. Don't you worry I, about me, buddy. I you got the drinks on ice for tonight, mate. I will have, mate. I'm going to have a JD on you, mate. <laughs> You're That's superb, mate. I'm loving the pieces, mate. You, I've known you since you were 17, and the hold's worse than everybody else. And you know what? You've never let us down in the way you play. Mm -hmm. Where you conduct yourself as a person, you're a fantastic guy. Cheers, mate. Anyway, listen, guys, I'm going to say good night because I've got to get a bite to eat and uh, get me stuff sorted. But I'll be keeping my fingers crossed for Sunday. I'll be tuned into that one. And uh, Indeed. like you say, it's not over until the fat lady sings. Too bloody right. See you later, guys. Cheers, Kelly. <laughs>